Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 85. I am your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the internationally acclaimed comic book writer, Kat Kalamia. Did I say it right? You did. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be on here and, and to chit-chat. Yeah, so and you're here to talk to us. You just had your latest Kickstarter that came out here. That's that's been funded. You've you've hit your goal. You're over 400 backers. You got a week left as of this recording um, to talk about your uh, your big crossover comic with uh, with your with your friend Phil Falco. Yes. So this is a long story, but we. Um... So Phil, he has his book haunting and he's been doing that for about a year now. And I've been friends with Phil for about seven or so years, probably a little bit more than that as, you know, college time. I'm 26 now and he's also, well, he's 27, um, but we were, we were born in the same year. Uh, but anyway, so he, he, uh, I never really knew he wanted to write comics for the longest time. And then one day he's like, Hey Kat, I want to pick your brain about comics. Cause I know you do a lot of comics. Uh, how do I do this? And I was like, oh, cool. Here's some, you know, here's some tricks to the trade. And like the next week he's like, yeah, no, I'm now looking for an artist. He like really went into making a comic. Um, and he made the haunting. And, you know, we were doing our separate projects. I'd do Life by My Daughter. I had the dancer book out. Um, I would do other stuff. And then we realized like, why are we not writing something together? We'd always give <laughs> each other scripts and also really enjoy each other's writing. We, we have similar indifferences in a good way uh, in the styles we write. So uh, one Halloween night, we're like we're a little drunk and we're like hey let's like you know make a story and they're like wait let's make a story and this is how this book was birthed and um now we have a, a web comic coming out called slice of life uh which is coming out in july uh mm. we have um my anthology book about bisexuality coming out in august on kickstarter so we're doing a lot of projects together now since <laughs> this, this kind of crossover kind of birthed everything and uh yeah, we're we're super excited for all the projects, and obviously this one, it's kind of crazy to think there's only a week left in this Kickstarter, and we we get to get this book in people's hands finally. Right. So so talk to us. So before we kind of you know jump into it, you know it's uh, it, that because as you said, you know Phil had his series that came out. There's there's three issues of The Haunting out so far. Mm -hmm. um, your comic, um, like Father Like Daughter, you've had seven issues come out so far. And yes. not not including, I mean, seven, you know, not including the trade paperback that was the first four issues put together. And I've noticed too is that you, so that the, there was a little bit of a pause, but you've been you, you came out with issue six, came out last September. Issue seven came out last December. Now you're working on this. Uh, so, you know, we have a lot of people that listen to this that are you know, wanting to get into writing comics or wanting to get into independent publishing. And one of the questions I'm sure that people are going to be asking is like, where did you find the time to do all of this? Oh, wow. That is a good question. Uh, you know, luckily my main job is comics. I last year, I think it was, I graduated with my master's in uh, TV writing. 
So I was going to school for a while and that was a, a big part, but I, my other job, my um, main job is journalism, but it's comic book journalism. So uh, I work for Newsrama, I've worked for IGN, I've worked for uh, fandom and TV guide and stuff like that. So I've, I've always been a journalist. I went to school for journalism and, you know, I still like journalism and I, I still work for Newsrama, but um, I really have been pivoting my interest more to comic book writing and more to making stories because now we're we're really picking up steam and and being able to make that a career which is you know i'm very lucky about and and with the support of others been able to again kind of pivot to the other uh, side so uh you know i always uh give a bow to all those people who have a full-time job and they're trying to do comics i do have a full-time job but again it's based in comics so right. it's kind of nice that uh they both go hand in hand it's literally the different side of it because journalism you have to dissect comics and then making it's it's literally two different things but mm. it's been fun to kind of combine those two and and especially this year kind of figuring out the path of uh which route i completely want to go in which is journalism or um full-on comic writing Right, because that was um that was gonna be my that's kind of you know part and parcel of my follow up question is like, you know I I have two friends that do landscaping, one has the worst lawn because he goes I've been mowing lawns all day I'm not gonna come home and mow a lawn and then the other one has the best lawn because I'm in the groove you know like I come back from my lawns I just want to keep going so where do you see you know where where so do you see yourself because you kind of said that was interesting you said it's the same but it's kind of different it's not really apples and oranges it's it's kind of uh you know, it is apples and oranges, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely apples and oranges. It, you know, they, they're healthy for you, um, but uh, <laughs> they're definitely different types of fruit. And um, yeah, exactly what I, I said before. I think, you know, with journalism, it's about axing creators, at least for me, what I do in journalism mostly is interview people. So that's right. pretty much my job is that I interview creators all the time and I make articles about it. And, uh, you know, that's, it's dissecting their work and being like, okay, what's interesting from an audience point of view, what's interesting from a business point of view, what would people want to read about? Um, and, and also trying to make that creator not feel bored either, because, you know, they've done a lot of interviews, you want to act something unique and different. So it's kind of finding that fine line. And honestly, I, I, I've told this to my friends, it's like, it's kind of taking a master class every day uh, for comic writing because you're talking to like i get to interview brian michael bendis one week and then tom king the next week and then you know um mark wade you know so it's like it also helps you as a writer because you get to ask the questions you want to ask uh like you're taking a, a class in some regards so um yeah it, it's it's really fun in in that regard but um going into you know i guess how you find the hustle is like if you enjoy the medium you're going to keep doing it and for me, what's been really fun is how many different projects I have. I think if it was just like Father Like Daughter, you're like, oh man, you know, you're mow you're mowing the lawn so much, you, you might want to take a little break. But it's because yeah, you're mowing so many different lawns, it's like every lawn feels a little different. Maybe it's like a you know, uh, I don't know how to make that analogy for lawns, but you know, it's a blue lawn, it's a it's an orange lawn, and everything looks a little different. Uh you're you're mowing a golf range um but uh yeah so it, it's it's nice to have a lot of different projects struggling because every day is a new adventure in that regard and also too as you kind of mentioned is like there's it's also the difference between kind of writing professionally and then writing uh, is that is is there one based off of you kind of like you're writing for an audience like this is what people might want to read and the other one's like i want to write 
the books that I want to read is, or is, are they kind of intertwined or is there any overlap on that? I think they're intertwined, at least for me. I don't know if that's for every creator, but you know, I make books I want to see, but at the same time, I don't know if I'd make a book that I know is not sellable okay. because then that's a lot of time and money that you're putting into something that you know isn't going to sell. Like you're, I don't know, being very, again, making a book about lawns, right? Like maybe <laughs> some person really loves lawns, but uh, you know, most people probably wouldn't read that book. So, you know, trying to find the, that's always about publishing and especially independent creating is that you get to create whatever you want uh but you got to figure out you know how do you build your career off of it too so i think um it's a little bit of both i i really try to make things that i enjoy i never make things that i wouldn't enjoy and just think is sellable because then it's not gonna be sellable but you also have to think okay how do i market this that's like a whole nother job of integrating it's not just writing uh, i would say writing is 10 percent of your hundred percent, you know, a hundred percent of your job is other things. And then it's only 10% of, um, what writing is all about and marketing's, uh, probably a 30% of what you're doing is figuring out how the hell do I sell this thing? <laughs> and so you have, so I'm, I'm curious before we jump in and start, you know, uh, talking more in depth of your, of the, your successful Kickstarter that's out now, the, what would you say, what advice would you give to, um, potential writers that you wished you knew when you wrote issue one and two of like father, like daughter. Oh man. Um, I would say just looking into how to make a comic, you know, I, you know, when I was writing issue one of like father, like daughter, I was in college still. So I learned along the way of like, you know, what goes into making a comic book. And I would say knowing how much money goes into things too, like knowing how to budget and, and stuff like that. I mean, luckily I, that never had been a problem, but I could see not knowing as much uh, could be a problem. You know, I, I would say definitely just learning the craft beyond just writing. It's learning the business of comics, I think is just, just as important as writing them. Mm. And so and wait, your first, I think it was like your first five issues, you had um, one artist and, and then issues six and seven, you switched because you beat you for you had, um, was it Aravina? Yeah, it? so he did the, um, the coloring. So I switched to colorist. Oh, okay. Throughout, right. but I am getting a new artist for issue eight. So this up the reason why um, it might take a little bit longer for issue eight to come out, which is not longer. It's just Honestly, there's just so many projects and right. only one Kickstarter account you can, at least for me, that I want to put stuff out on. Like, I, there's so many other things I need to release first. So um, we do have another artist for issue eight, uh, and I just hired them, and I'm super excited. I would say it's somebody from, I don't know if I, I won't spoil it actually, but it's someone I'm working with in another project, I would say, and I was really impressed with their work, especially their sequentials. So um yeah, so we got another artist for it now, but we did have the same artist. Wayne was great, still a great guy, and um, did really good work. It's just that this issue is taking the book in another direction, uh, so it, it, it fit the idea that there was going to be a different art style. Okay, all right, and that's with the, the, the mother, right? I saw one of your previous... Yes, yeah. the mother uh, has a really big story, and issue eight, I, I always tease that this, this changes the whole book. So right. after this issue, it's going to be a very different book than what you were reading. And I, I really wanted to reflect that in the art style. Um, and I, I would love to work with Wayne in, on something else in the future. Who knows? Um, but it just made sense to, to kind of change the, the pacing a little bit. Because, again, it, it's going to 
it's going to change things a lot, which is really exciting. And I've been waiting to really release this issue for a really long time. And I'm happy we're kind of in a space that we can release these issues um, on a more frequent basis. But now again, there's so many projects, you got to figure out what to release next. That's kind of what's been uh, the big thing that me and Phil have been doing is our calendar, like, okay, what's the next Kickstarter? What's the next Kickstarter? When does this get done? It's making a real publication calendar, which has been uh, it's so great that we're both in that place and it took, you know, you know, it takes time. And, and, and again, we, we feel we're in that, in that place. And this Kickstarter definitely has shown that. Are you guys also too creating a, a like your own like publishing house where you would, like, would you think about with some of your, you know, some of your um, comic frontline folks, is there, they have some IPs that they're thinking about, Hey, can we throw in a character? Is there, are you, is there is there is the is the kind of like the boulder kind of rolling away kind of going downhill a bit where there's this momentum is building that you're trying to pace out yeah so uh my friend brant who's part of comic frontline he actually does have his own comic company called last ember and he's been doing his stuff okay. and doing more of the publication house stuff okay. so he's been doing more of like he does have other creators under him so for me and phil is definitely at least what we're focusing on now is our own projects and, and figuring out, Oh, what projects can we work together on and like make something out of and how do we expand our own projects? So it's, it's more helping each other out. But okay. at this point, I don't, I don't think I would take on another IP. Uh, it, you know, definitely be a fun project for sure. Um, but I think we're focusing more on our stories right now. Um, yeah, but definitely you never know. Never say never, but as of right now, that's that's kind of the plan. So, cuz now now that you have now that you have your characters in there, you've is this kind of that one off where it was like the Punisher shows up at Archie, but they're not really <laughs> the same or is this like all right, we've just created a shared universe and we have to honor that. Is that how did that happen? Yes and no, I would say like I, you know, we made it as new reader friendly as possible. That was like our biggest goal was that you can pick this up and have never read Haunting or never read Life Follow Daughter and just jump in. And we kind of want to still, you know, we still want to play with that. Whereas like, I don't want you to feel like you have to read issue eight or Life Follow Daughter just because you read that one shot. This is literally just a one shot. Okay. It's just a, a beginning, middle and end. You can enjoy it. It doesn't mean we won't make a, a second issue of them crossing over or I don't, I don't see us making references within our own series, but that, doesn't mean that this event didn't happen. Okay. Um, so it's still in canon, but I, I from right for right now, it's not affecting the events of what's going on in both haunting life, Folly daughter individually. Okay. Now, so talking about it, as you mentioned earlier, about from like that business perspective, let's talk a bit about how that. So you and Phil, as you said, you've known each other for you know uh, almost a decade. You said like yeah, almost a decade so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you say, but you've been doing this and you've been doing this for a while now. Did you actually, was there a point where, like you said, you're hanging out, you're hanging out with Phil and said, hey, let's write this out. Or did you say, all right, the next day, all right, I wrote up a contract. We should have something in writing. Or are you still working on handshakes on this? From the business side, uh, we we are more handshakes on this one, uh, which is great. I do not recommend that for everybody, but that <laughs> has, uh, has worked for us. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely more in that spiel. Okay. Um, and, and so, so, you know, so with that said, but the other people that are involved in your, in the product, like, um, to, like Rafi, uh, D'Souza mm -hmm. and all these, is that all, is that recommend that you would recommend artists, the writers to put something in writing? 
You know, for indie comics, yes, I will very much recommend you putting something in writing. I know not everybody does contracts. Um, that's up to the person to do yeah. a work for hire contract. Um, but yeah, I say whatever makes you feel comfortable, but definitely have something in writing, uh, which most of the time you would because a lot of these artists you don't know in real life. So you'd probably have it in an email of some, of some sort. But yes, make everything very clear to both. Of you. That's definitely something I very much recommend is that you both know where you're going into and, and know, you know, how much you're paying them and they know that. So make everything and how much they own, if they own anything of your IP, uh, make that all very, very clear. Okay. And so, you know, the, the other question I like to ask writers is like where, um, you know, you know, granted specifically, specifically for you, Kat, you've, you, you weave in and out of the industry and, and, and many facets. Well, how would you recommend, uh, you know, you know, recommend somebody that's, you know, writing, writing their, their, their great, you know, the, I got a great comic strip. I got a great idea here. Um, you know, ask Kat, how do I find, how do I find a, an artist and how do I find the right artist for me? What would you be your recommendation? Oh man, that's such a big question and a very fun question. Uh, you know, every story I found them somewhere else, which is really fun. Uh, you know, Life Folly Daughter with Wayne, uh, our original artist, was through my publisher. They found him, and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. Uh, and then other artists, you know, by visibility, which has been really fun, that's an anthology. So we have nine stories, and I found every artist for that. Some were just through the submissions, and then others were through Twitter. Um, Deviant Art, arts, uh, Art Station. Um, I would say on Twitter, if you are on Twitter, I would just keep bookmarking artists that you really like. I, I personally have a list on my Twitter, um, which you could see if you want to see it or not. If I like an artist, I, I put them on a list. That way later when I am looking for an artist, I, I look down and be like, oh, oh yeah, I remember liking that person. So like if whoever's on your feed, you can look through. Um, but yeah, I would say ArtStation's a really good website. So you could search, let's say, whatever franchise you like. Let's say She-Ra. If that's something that's like in the zone that you're looking for for your story, whatever you think is familiar to your story, look it up. See if there's an artist that does something similar and if they're available, they, they usually have their email there. You can email them be like, hey, you know, you're interested. These are my rates, blah, 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 blah. So they're all different places, but I recommend starting of like knowing what style you want and going from there. So that's a good point. So you'd recommend just saying this is how much I'm paying right up front just so they know that there's none of that. There's two ways to do it. I would say there's uh, that you asking them what their rate is and saying, okay, well, what's your rate and seeing if that fits your budget or saying this is my budget. Would you be interested? But definitely okay. go up front knowing that they're going to get paid because, you know, a lot of times uh, newbies don't understand or you know, yeah, newbies don't understand exactly how the contracts work and all that. And like how, you know, you do have to put money into making comics. I'm not saying that's for everybody. I have seen people who just do it out of like, I'll own like 50% of your IP or whatever. Like people make different deals that they want, but the most, uh, reasonable slash most frequent thing that's going to happen is that this is a work for hire they're doing and you pay them by the page and right. you guys could figure out what that number is. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's a good, that's a good advice. So let's jump in then and let's talk, let's chat about um, uh, the haunting and like father, like daughter crossover. Did you ever at a point, like when, like you feels like, let's think of like, you know, like a title, like there's, did you ever like thinking about like a, you know, kind of like, you know, with like the Netflix, the, the, the Defenders or something like, did you ever think about having a specific name for it or, cause this is kind of a one shot, you felt good just, you know, having that, that slash in there. 
Yeah, for this one, we I think we just didn't want to confuse people, and, and yeah. a big part of why we did the crossover was to promote our separate IPs. So, okay. like a, another big aspect is that we wanted to um, for people who like like Fallout like Daughter to maybe get interested in the haunting and vice versa. So, if we change the name, then you know, from a branding perspective, they might not know that that's the haunting. They may not know that's like Fallout like Daughter. So, this made the most sense for us. That way, uh, they could go to our separate books after this as well and maybe become fans. Right. And so, and this isn't your first time where you've actually done both. Um, like your, you know, you have your your stretch goals are based not only on on money but also backers and that's something that you're you've been familiar with i've noticed in like some of your previous interviews you talk about you've done um you know you've done backer levels in the past too yeah um and I, i'm glad you knew that thank you for doing all the research on that um <laughs> yeah uh, you know one thing that's really hard for kickstarter is that you're going on for 30 days Right. How the hell do you promote the same thing for 30 days on social media? You got to bring something different every day to social media to catch people's eye. And, and backer goal, you know, has been really nice because you get to tag another creator. You get to help them out. Um, it's kind of like a vice versa where you get, you know, other people expose their book too. So right. it's just a really helpful way to promote the book on social media, if I'm being honest. And also like, you know, give a chance to other indie creators that, Mind, might find the audience through uh, our book, and you know it's, it's almost free. These books, really, because you're you're paying a dollar. Everyone's right. getting it. You know, you're getting like twenty books for a dollar. You might find your favorite new indie book. Right. Yeah, and there he goes. Yeah, two hundred and sixty-three comics you backed. I thought you were maybe it was Phil that was up towards like three hundred or so. But I remember one of you when I was doing my research that one of you was um, really was doing really good with that. So. Um, so yeah, so let's chat a bit about um, also too because you got seven days, seven days left on this one, um, and uh, um, one of our good uh, friends and viewers, uh, Greg Giordano, just said he just pledged. So you oh, thank you so much, it. thank yeah. you. Yeah. So uh, and so you have on here. So obviously you kind of have your pledge of that reward. You have that kind of set up, uh, and so this I this is pretty cool. So this is right here you're just kind of like, yeah, this, you know, for this, that your indie comic book bundle, talk to us about that, about that. Yeah. You know, I've been doing that for a couple of campaigns now, uh, okay. because again, the, the idea of if you can't afford, let's say a $5 book or, or whatever, you just want to support and, and you really just want to give that dollar like a tip in some way. I didn't want to say, well, thank you. You know, and that's it. Like, I, you know, I want to give you something out of like supporting us in general. So to have a dollar and, and you see 11 backers have already backed it. Um, you know, we just, we just want to give something to people. And then our stretch goal, which we did on, uh, did unlock or we're getting unlocked yeah i think we're we haven't unlocked yet we're at 12k to get the indie bundle expense uh, expansion where you're going to get like another eight books and then you have the backer goals which we've already unlocked the three or four of those so there is a uh, potential that you're going to get 20 something books for a dollar and these are great books too you know they're they're high quality kickstarter books so um yeah it's it was a it's always something that we love to do and i'll continue to do in every campaign right Oh yeah, yeah. Here we go. That's my be just going through here too, and then you have your, and then you have your your five dollar, and this is basically you get the digital version of this, plus all, all those the, indie books, all those mm -hmm. indie books. And we really wanted to keep it at five. You know, um, it's a forty something page book, so five dollars yeah. for forty something pages for the digital copy. 
It's not bad. And also for that $5, it also comes with an iPad. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah, it comes with an iPad. Uh, <laughs> that, that's actually the biggest deal that you get out of it. <laughs> and then you have, and then, and then you're 15. And this is also an amazing deal as well. So does this come with, okay, does this come with the shipping included on this or? So shipping is $5 on that one. So it's 20 okay. fully, but, um, Still, you're getting the digital copy, you're getting the physical copy, and then you're also getting those digital books as well. So you're getting 20-something plus books and the physical copy signed by both me and Phil. So, so I'm looking at this. So how did – so both of you write. Mm -hmm. How did it write with that script? Did you say, all right, here, what is Bram going to say here? And then you say – and then you say – or how did that – how did that work? How did that writing – That was – that was really fun. And, and what's been interesting, because we're also writing another, okay, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. I'll get to the other comic we're writing, because it's been a little different the way that we've been doing it. So uh, we plotted together. So we knew exactly where we wanted to go. So we did a beat sheet, it's called. So you like say, okay, I want to hit this scene, this scene, this scene. And we did that together. Right. Um, and because it was our different franchises, like there's a beginning scene where it's just Bram and Faith, uh, his supporting character, we're just interacting. They have to get to the dance somehow. And then uh, our like follow like daughter cast, they're at the dance. So those scenes were kind of easy to separate because we're like, okay, I'll write my characters and you'll write your characters. But once we got to the point where they're interacting, it was more of like, okay, who wants to write what? You know, who has a stronger connection to this? And, uh, you know, it's funny to look at the script now. I don't honestly remember who wrote what because we also like gave notes throughout we're like oh that'd be a funny joke there you know that we should add this like this element needs to be there so it ended up being very collaborative um but i do remember i wrote the the bram and casey scene where they get to hang out together and that was like it's a very emotional scene i tend to uh somehow always write the emotional scenes i think <laughs> me and phil are both very funny people but he ends up always writing the comedic scenes anytime i'm handed a comedic scene i'm like okay here's some despair um, that end up writing instead and ends up working out. And that's what's been fun about Slice of Life, which is our web comic, which is also going to be a Kickstarter comic. We're, we're putting that in a traditional comic and also the webtoon. So uh, that's been fun because it's nobody, you know, had a original character. It's yeah, both it's our characters. So um, we just kind of did it chapter by chapter and who wanted to write which chapter the most. And we plot together just like we did for like follow like daughter and haunting. So we'd like do the chapter together and say, this should happen in the chapter. And then one of us that week um, would write the chapter and then we'd come back and be like, okay, I like this. I don't like this. And then we'd reconvene and our second draft would come on. So it really becomes both our thing, but uh, it just depends on who wants to write the scene more. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and luckily there hasn't been a fight, you know, there hasn't been any fights yet for a scene because I think we, we both know what we each other like and, and luckily and what we, we each other are very strong at. And, and that's been really fun. So I like to ask this question uh, for, for your, for your like father, like daughter um, readers. Um, not did you, but Mike, I'm presuming how many Easter eggs did you put into this? How many Easter eggs? Um, there's one in particular we definitely put in. So Stephanie, uh, the, the supporting character of Casey, her best friend, she 
is in a band. Uh, we haven't really gotten to see that in the story yet um, because, you know, Casey's been dealing with her dad and her mom. So we haven't really gotten to do too much with Stephanie. Uh, the next arc is going to be all Stephanie driven, which is really fun. Uh, but at that point, we didn't really have a chance. So we have the band in this one, which is cool. I'm like, oh, finally, we get to do this. And then also her future love interest has a cameo in the background. We kind of teased it before, but Faith, um, she's going to have a whole... Uh, Stephanie's going to have a whole coming out story and it's going to be really fun and we're really excited about it. So we kind of tease it slightly a little bit uh, and then like just some fun stuff like, you know, uh, Wes's costume is invulnerable because he's a super fan of invulnerable. That's his character. So he's just wearing like a, a puffy muscle suit saw, of invulnerable. Yeah. So that's really fun. So there's definitely a lot of like fun Easter eggs uh, along the way. <laughs> Oh, and, and so you have on here, to, and did it was did Phil put in some of his own little Easter eggs too in the script? As um, well? I'm trying to think if he did. He didn't do as much just because we were in Casey's school. So right. if he did, it, maybe it was in some dialogue, but he didn't have a chance of the visual as much. So he didn't tease as much for the future. Future, but there's like you know weapons that they would use, like iron uh, crowbar that Faith has. Right. Uh, so in his classic hoodie and stuff like that. So there's definitely visuals from there, but not as much plot wise, just cause okay. again, it wasn't, we're hoping, Hey, if we do a setting, uh, a second one, maybe the setting will then go to their, their town. So the, 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 the life all daughter crew can go there. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then we have here that your, your, your digital, it's a, the, the haunting digital catch up for, for $16. And that's amazing. That's a fantastic deal too. Thank okay. you. Yeah, we try. And then you have the haunting physical. So are the physical trading cards. Yes. So yeah, these are trading cards. So this is what, this is something we've had a really fun time with. We we're you know, brainstorming what exactly we should do uh, for tier. And someone suggested trading cards and we're like, wait, that's a really cool idea. Like someone from our previous campaigns, like, Oh, I would really like to see trading cards. And we're trying to figure out like, how would we do that? And we've been kind of like interested in the Pokemon uh, trading cards and just like looking into that. So we're like, oh, okay, cool. So what we did here is that we have hollows. So uh, Casey and Bram uh, are going to be hollow cards. So they're going to be a one out of six pull rate, uh, which means, you know, you get six tries and maybe you get to pull a hollow card. And then we have the standard cards, which will be a little bit more, which is Stephanie, Faith, uh, mean girl, we call her, and, uh, and Wes. So there's six trading cards in, in total. And we have an opportunity, obviously, you get five trading cards, I think, for the $23 uh, tier, but then also add-ons. So you get as many trading cards as you want to get the opportunity to get all six. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's smart. Was that something you had right at, you know, right at the beginning? You said, we let's do trading cards. It wasn't at the beginning. It was really, maybe, it had to be enough that where we can make the trading cards for this campaign. But I would say maybe like two months before, you know, yeah. we, we planned this back in October. This, yeah. which is kind of crazy that this book has come together so quickly and it was only October. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and all our pencils are done for this and, and a lot of our coloring is done for the book, which has been really exciting that we're, we're really wrapping up the book. Uh, but yeah, training cards, uh, you know, it, it would happen. It was happening when we were planning what to put on the Kickstarter page and it just was like, wait, let's do this. And it took us, uh, me and Phil are go-getters. We're, we're a little type A when it comes to things. So it took us maybe like two weeks to do, uh, <laughs> not even to like kind of finish it all. And um, that's kind of amazing. Get the artwork for it too. So we had all the art, all the stats and everything in the back as well. Uh, it took right. us about, you know, two weeks. 
That's all. <laughs> is this something you're going to see like that both of you with your future Kickstarter? Mm -hmm. add some like a uh, expansion packs to that? 100%. So <laughs> the next Kickstarter, we're already planning our trading cards and we're making them now. Uh, mine is by visibility. So it's going to be the bisexual anthology. Uh, we have nine trading cards for that. So we're oh, like planning the awesome. hollows right now. We're planning on creating them because that's going to be August Kickstarter. So we're like, all right, we got to start planning that now. Uh, so yeah. And then we have our slice of life web comic we're planning it for. So we, we definitely have plans and we're really excited for that. So is this like a playable game then too? We are discussing that. So uh, that we made it where it could be. Uh, we got to figure out the rules though. But we, you know, we want to, we want it to be playable. But at this point, they are just collectibles. Right. Oh, that's amazing. And and then you have, uh, uh, the, okay, so then you have the haunting physical catch up on this level mm -hmm. too. Yes. So okay. you get the, the, the actual crossover as well. So you get all haunting, but you also get the crossover. Okay. All right. And then you have, okay. And then very similar to that, then you have your um, like father, like daughter, digital catch up. Yes. And because you have, uh, you, because right now you have seven issues, this would it made more sense to have this be the higher tier. Yeah, yeah, we definitely played it to how many issues were were in both, and and again, still trying to make it cheap cheap enough for everybody to buy as well. Right. Yeah, because like I said, if you if you look at it here, compared to like they should get it now because on Etsy it's going to not be as good of it like it's better to yeah the on. Kickstarter is a much better deal because you're also getting all those add-ons so like for the Kickstarter like the Etsy you'd only get the physical book but right. for the Kickstarter you get the physical book and the digital book and the indie bundle so you're already getting a, a bigger we're, we're giving a deal to you guys right yeah see um and then and talk to us about this one now this is where you have your you start getting into some of your variants Yes, this is a such a cool variant. Uh, we've been friends with uh, Garth, who writes uh, Witch Creek Road. I've been friends with him for a very long time. Uh, and that's a Webtoon original comic. So Webtoon, you know, um, features it. It's a featured comic. And uh, love the art in that book. So I talked to Garth, who, who writes Witch Creek. And I was like, hey, can you, like, hook us up with your artist? We'd love to talk to him and, and see if you'd like to do a cover. Cause like it's a horror book and, and the horror aspect of his book made sense. I was like, yeah. And then he's like, totally, we'd love to do it. Uh, and a PS Garth is now our letter for our next slice of life. Oh, nice. So it was really cool that we like started talking again, not again, but like really started talking with this variant cover. And, uh, we now talk obviously once a week with the, the slice of life and him lettering that, which has been really cool. And he's just been such a great guy to work with. And do you see too is like um through your Kickstarters that do you see um either varying successes or like your for variant covers you've seen that it's a good constant to would you recommend that for people looking at doing I, that? I recommend it just because I know a lot of people want to do different stuff because a lot of times I'll see people like do t-shirts and other things where I'm like that doesn't always sell as much because like people want just comics. So I, I do recommend it. Uh, and it's a way to like show different artwork out. Uh, people like varying covers. Um, yeah, I, and I, I will say though, it, it's always a different result. There's some varying covers that have done so well for me. Uh, one in particular was that dancer thumbnail. So the previous campaign, uh, that cover did really well for us. And okay. then, you know, there's other favorites like, oh, I, I wish that bearing cover did better, you know? Uh, so you never know what's going to hit home for people, but yeah, you, you try it out. That's why we have, we have enough, um, 
varying covers for everybody. That's right. like yeah, like you said. Do you like one that you think this is it? This is the gold one, and people are like, "What? Why? Why don't you like this one?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like the ones you don't expect definitely get some traction, or maybe sometimes the ones you do expect. So that's why it's nice to have a a nice variety. And uh, me and Phil both always do varying covers for every campaign, and we personally enjoy doing it. And it seems like our our uh, readers like it as well. Right, and I love the vintage one. I love this. Uh, that the style from the fifties comics one that is awesome. We love doing our homages. Uh, I try to do an homage at least once a campaign. So when we had this concept, we're like, oh, that'd be really cool. And with, is it usually the same artist, or you do it's different? Types different of artists. Homages? You know, we definitely reuse our artists. Like the next one we'll, that we're going to talk about, I use her for almost every campaign because uh, oh, I just yeah. love working with her. But we, you know, I would say we have a revolving door. There's some artists I'll use multiple times. Sometimes I want to try a new artist. I'm like, oh, this, this person would fit really well for this. So uh, yeah, it all depends on what comic it is and how much time we have to find that variant cover. Right. This is a beautiful variant cover. Yeah. 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 And we have a foil cover for that. And that's exclusive to the campaign. So we will not be making any more foil covers. And we really wanted something for the Kickstarter backers, you know, we wanted to uh, to show our appreciation and not just like, oh, here, we're going to sell this at a Comic-Con or we'll sell it on the Etsy. It's like, no, you can only get on the Kickstarter and that's it. So we, we do have a foil version of that. Okay. All right. And then you have, oh, wow, the Super Ketchup. That is, we okay. Do the, and you get all those books. If you've never read anything, there's your digital copies of all the books. This is literally probably have to be the best deal right here too for 40 bucks for all For this. sure. 40 bucks for, again, you're getting like 30 comics. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. And then you have the, okay. And then you have your physical catch up on here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. That's good too, man. That is. Yeah. I mean, so I think, well, so the point of it too, is like when the, the reason why you can, is it the reason why you're able to give your, you know, your, your, your loyal followers and there's such good deals is because um, you kind of know ahead of time what you're getting in bulk. Is that how that works or? Um, yeah, you know the numbers. So we use the same printer each time and we get in, you know, we get an invoice before we put an order in and, and we're able to calculate how we can still make a profit and also make the best deal for everybody. So that's, right. that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. And here's your, and here's that foil cover you're talking about earlier. Yeah. Limited, uh, to this Kickstarter. Okay. And it's uh seven out of 10. You only have 10. So. Yeah, only 10 of those. Um, there's some add-on versions of that as well, so you, you can add on um, if you want. And I think that's limited to 15. So technically, technically, the, the most you can, there will ever be printed is 25, but we only print as many as people buy. So, uh, you know, let's say not all 25 were taken, then we'd only print like 20. We'd only print three, whatever. So it, it'd only be for this Kickstarter. Okay. And then you have, and then this is, yeah, even, yeah, an amazing deal right here where all your physical copies are there. Yeah, you're getting a trade, single issues. Wow. And like you said, I think this is a great way to allow both you and Phil's your readerships to kind of cross-pollinate a bit. Like to, Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And then you have all the variants at level six. Wow, okay. Yeah, man. Okay. And believe you, it or not, we had early bird specials for that too. So we made it even cheaper if you batch it up for the first 48 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. And then you have, okay. Then you have some cameos on here. Is this a, so you, your previous ones kind of put in some cameos as well, right? 
So I thought, yeah, there was one cover cameo for a short fuse book, but we've never done like an interior cameo. I haven't. Phil okay. has. Okay. Um. So, but since we're like, we have enough room when we're doing the pencils and coloring and still, we had a chance to do cameos. We literally only have one left of each. So that's kind of crazy. If anyone wants to jump onto that one, uh, this is your chance. So you get a student cameo or you could become a zombie. That's pretty cool. Oh, wow. And then you have, and this is all your add-ons here. Basically, it's the same mm -hmm. the same stuff that you you're talking about earlier. Yeah, man, that is that is that's amazing. Oh, and you have some things in here that aren't. These are prints. So uh, these are prints from previous campaigns. So Michael Oming, who did Power with Brian Michael Bendis, he did a print for us. Um, for me, when he had a Kickstarter going on, um, I have Comicer Girl. She's done some DC stuff. So those are all prints that uh you can buy as well from previous campaigns and and we'd sign it and then oh. my uh other book the dancer if anyone wanted to add that on so let me ask you i'm curious about is there if, if all of your ips all your stories are they all kind of separate or are they part of the kind of the same you know cat universe here you know, again, never say never. Who knows? Like maybe the dancer and Casey will meet up one day. But as of right now, they're they're just kind of separate stories, unless fans warrant that they're they shouldn't be. Right. And so, also too, I'm I'm kind of curious as well. So this okay, here's your three. This is your your backers unlocked mm -hmm. here. So okay. Um, so what what is it? What's the killer rod scars? What is yeah, killer roo scars? It's Kilaru. like this uh assassin kangaroo. Uh is really fun. Uh so we already unlocked that one. And you have and what is it? Is it is it a is it a story or is it yeah, a, yeah. Everything okay. these are all issue ones. They're all issue ones of, of different indie comic books. The same ones are they do they or do they have right now? Are they launching their are these different they, they're not launching. Some of them have Kickstarters now, but they're just like stuff that have been on Kickstarter, haven't, haven't been. It's just any indie comics that um, creators wanted to give us. And, you know, every, everyone's been very um, generous in that regard, which has been really cool. Because I see that I've been, you know, you know, following your Twitter uh, mm -hmm. that you've, you, you're posting, here's another, check out this one, check out this one, check out this one. So, yeah. That's it. I try. Yeah. I try to spread the love. You know, every month I do a top ten Kickstarter video to to spread that love. You know, it's it's all about community. I did see that. And do you see? Is that part of the, you know, kind of sharing the love as you said, saying, "Hey, check out this one." Is it? Is there kind of like a cultural expectation that it's it's um it's kind of the the same where they say, "Hey, I." saying the same thing for yeah um if, if someone asks me back hey can i have your book i would 100 give them the first issue of my book uh it's not always though you know some people do indie bundles and some people don't so uh you know i just literally just got a message today from somebody saying hey can i be in your indie bundle i'm like sure i'm uh, <laughs> like can i use one of your books i'm like sure you know uh yeah it's all it's, it's all about you know at least for me being nice to people, spreading that love for a community. So I would 100% give them my issue one. And I'm gratefully appreciative that they give me their issue one to hopefully uh, showcase that comic to a new audience for them. So let me ask you this, because I love the, like you get back to the trading card thing. Now that I see the back of them there, that reminds me a lot. So, so these are, 
no, are they D and D? They're not D and D stats. They're not. No, we kind of they. I mean, we there's some. I can see where you're coming from because there's definitely a lot that have D and D. You know, I've only played D and D twice, but I know enough that these things come up there. Uh, we we kind of played it off more of like the Digimon cards that recently came out because uh, my Phil and and a couple of our friends have been pretty much uh, pretty much obsessed with those cards so we're like oh it'd be kind of cool to like do something similar with that so and other cards too like you know pokemon or whatever so we really just tried looking at other trading cards see what they did and uh try to make it in our own regard in our own way so it also reminds me a bit of the i mean you know this you 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 do reviews of comics all the time but the uh, i you know re, you know rediscovered my the those uh marvel the you know the, the Marvel card series they, one, series two. Yeah. Where they had, I think it's the series two kind of had something similar where you showed the stats of all the um, yeah all the different heroes. And that Deadpool card from like the nineties, I remember, is now skyrocketing for some reason. Uh, I think it was like Deadpool's first appearance. And trading cards are big now, and there's this whole interesting market which you could go in this uh, other rabbit hole, hole about <laughs> trading cards. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a similar vibe, and we just wanted it to feel classic. That's that's really was our biggest thing, and we're very happy with the design for this. Um, Letter Squid did the the design for that. They're going to ask you. So as a um, as people that are that are that are listening or watching the, the watching the video or listening to it on their you know in their car right now, did, how so? What's your recommendation on finding printers for these things? Printers, honestly, Comics Impressions is just my biggest uh, recommendation. I love working with them, uh, and they print the trading cards, they print the comic books, they print business cards, they print pretty much everything. I feel like you need as a comic book creator. So, uh, yeah, biggest and biggest uh, recommendation is just going to them. Uh, I I really have enjoyed working with them, and I think they have very reasonable prices. Right. So yeah. So comics impressions is that what you said? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, comic impressions. Comic impressions. Okay. Cool. That is that is. So what what do you see yourself now? You know, working you know working with Phil, and like you said, you you got a, you got a few projects already in the hopper that are that are that are coming up. Um, has this kind of now kind of put in a putting a bug in here to um do more like because you have some you have all these tiers and all of them are amazing what there has to be some things you had to cut out like we can't do this is there things that you kind of had to cut out because it was just we 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 knew how to do the tiers because we've, okay. we've known what to cut out in previous campaigns i would say so we knew what worked from previous campaigns and we just kept going with that uh, and right. the only thing we really added was the trading cards i think the only thing we would like cut out was made from the add-ons we're like oh we could have this extra variant cover we could do this um so yeah i think that's the only thing we really cut out and do you see also that you see so you've, you've been doing kickstarter since as i said since 2015 right now mm -hmm. um do you see a lot of um uh, changes happening with Kickstarter that have you been really pleased with or, or certain things they've they've kind of introduced you like Geese. all right. I, I'm never negative, honestly, and that's my okay. honest opinion. I've had only positive experiences with Kickstarter, and I, I think especially during COVID, uh, a lot of people are trying to find a, something to buy, you know, yeah. something to like do, and and Kickstarter was a really good uh, way to do it. So, uh, you know, to get comics, so there was like three months that there were no comic books. So especially like the Scott Snyder's, the Keanu Reeves, they jumped on Kickstarter and people were like, oh, this is legit. And I've only seen the community grow since then. Right. Yeah. 
so that's good. So you're looking at now with your with with you and Phil, but also you as independently. Uh, do we, are we expecting we can expect some um, some works by you in like every few months now because of all your um, maybe even sooner if I'm being wow. honest. So like yeah, August we have uh, by visibility. We are planning another Kickstarter after that for this year. So we're hoping another Kickstarter in October. And then another Kickstarter, maybe February. So, like, yeah, we're popping these out a lot and uh, finishing projects very quickly as well, which we should add. Uh, right. We're not just putting Kickstarters. We're like, you're <laughs> going to get this book three years from now. No, all <laughs> these books are pretty much done once we put it on Kickstarter. Like we said for this one, um, it is half-colored. Uh, all the pencils are pretty much done for this book. So, um, you know, when we say it's going to be delivered in September, we're actually crossing our fingers. It'll be delivered before that, uh, because that's, we're ahead of schedule and, and same thing for my next campaign. That book is pretty much done. There's, uh, it'll probably will be done once we launch. Uh, there's like one story we're finishing up now. Everything's lettered and it's just kind of crazy. Uh, not crazy. You know, you know, that's just always what I wanted to go into with these Kickstarters is not, you know, having a half a project. It's having the full project so everyone gets that book as quickly as possible. The dancer we wrapped in like a month, you know, we, we launched it and then we're like, all right, you're a month later, you get the digital copy. And then like two months later, we, we gave you the physical copy. Um, I think sooner than that. So, uh, we, we, we're trying to do them as quickly as possible, but uh, finish products as quickly as possible as well. Right, crowd. So I, you know, I get, you know, I, I got to say, Kat, you know, to you and congratulations on, on, on hitting your goal. That's fantastic. Thank and you. I'm getting all these backer goals and all these stretch goals, um, it's, uh, it's definitely a daunting task. And I know that's it. It, it takes a lot. And then it's, um, that sign, that little bit of, you know, sign of relief, breath of relief, knowing once you kind of hit that goal, that's, you know, everything else is, um, you know, a bit easier to. To manage, I guess so. Um, but this has been great, Kat. I appreciate you coming on and um, come on anytime. I mean, I, you're doing something every month, you know. If, if we need to dedicate, like a, you know, you know, a section of the show, a segment, right? Better. Yeah, a segment. <laughs> what's up with Cat? Yeah, something like that. Um, I love it. Yeah, but this has been great. I and once again, thank you so much for coming on, and and I'm super excited to uh, to. To check out your 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 titles now, and I've 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 bookmarked your Etsy page too. So, <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you for having me. This was such a great conversation. I really appreciate how much research you put into it, and all the the really thoughtful questions. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but I, you know what though is like I'm I'm impressed with the fact that you do your podcast, you do your podcast on Tuesday nights at ten o'clock. I know, yeah. So we are all um, not in different places. I guess different places in our lives would say. And Tuesday <laughs> at ten o'clock is for years. It's always been the best time for all of us. So we're like right. we have kept it. We we always keep that in our our calendar that we we don't plan things for that day so we could do our our. Um, our live show, uh, which is, you know, grown a lot. We've been doing that for about, oh man, it's, uh, I, I think since 2012. Wow. It's been okay. almost like 10 years. It's kind of crazy that we've known each other for that long. Wow. But that's how long we've been doing that for. 
So even as you're getting older, I mean, now that that, that was that's knocking on like nine years ago. Aren't you getting older? Is it ten o'clock? A little late, but now it's you're still having a. Uh, I'm a night owl. Yeah. Oh, are you okay? Sadly or not sadly, we're, we're all night owls, so that definitely helps. I do see if someone woke me up at like, uh, you know, six o'clock in the morning, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. But ten, <laughs> ten at night, I can work that out. <laughs>